0: Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. I'm reading in the book of Ephesians, the fifth chapter, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Talk to you for a little while about being filled with the Spirit. We know the Holy Spirit is real because the Bible says so. We know the Holy Spirit is real because we have the witness of the Holy Spirit. We know the Holy Spirit indwells every single believer. We know that we alone, amen, cannot have the power within ourselves that we need we must have the Holy Spirit. I believe this is one of the most important principles of spiritual life and that is being filled with the Holy Spirit. Learn this and you will discover supernatural power that can help you every single day. And we need help as the people of God every single day, as far as possible. I would like for us to lay aside all controversy and impress upon our hearts the great need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We all need to be filled with God's Spirit. Some questions immediately rise as we introduce a subject like this. What is the filling of the Holy Spirit? What difference does it make in our lives? And How does it happen? But the preeminent above all others is this, am I filled with the Holy Spirit? What would be your answer? Friend, we desperately need this filling of the Holy Spirit more than anything else. We need to learn how to depend upon the Holy Spirit. There's an old song I used to sing, flow through me, Holy Spirit flow through me. It ought to be our desire as Christians to allow the Holy Spirit to flow through us. Not for our own personal advantage, but the song says, a useful vessel, let me be. The only way that we can be a useful vessel, and that is as the Holy Spirit can flow through us. Amen. I tell you, dear ones, as we look at this passage of Scripture, it's what happens, you know, when you tell your children, all right, I want you to go out there. There's a snow coming, and I want you to go out there and rake the leaves. And so your children go outside, and they're out there for a little while, and then you notice all your children's back inside. And you think to yourself, that was fast. How'd they get all those leaves raked? that fast, and you go out there, and there's a lot of leaves still there in your yarn. And you ask the children, I thought I told you to go out there and rake the leaves. They said, we did. Well, I wanted you to rake all the leaves. Well, you didn't tell us to rake all the leaves. You just said, go out there and rake the leaves. You didn't say rake all the leaves. And so, once again, you say, all right, I want you to go out there and rake and rake and rake until you get all the leaves raked up. And that's what Jesus said. I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to stay in a place where you're under the Spirit's control. I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you and direct you in all that you say and do. The filling of the Spirit is not a once and for all experience. Don't tell me I got saved 50 years ago and got filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not, my friend, Uh, once and for all experience. You keep doing some things, not just one time. Amen, it's compared here in the word of God. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. A person who drinks, he just don't get drunk one time. He just don't drink alcohol one time and then he's finished for the rest of his life. No, he keeps going back to the bottle. He keeps going back and he keeps going back. And we need to be filled again and again and again and again. Be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. He doesn't say fill yourself with the Holy Spirit but he said rather be filled with the Holy Spirit this is the key to everything be filled with the Spirit means that the Spirit of God is doing a work in your life and not man now I draw two important implications from this truth the Holy Spirit is ready and willing to fill us at any moment but we must make ourselves available to Him. Are you making yourself available to the Holy Spirit? Friend, when you need to be filled with the Spirit and it becomes your great desire, you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. But my friend, we can take an attitude, a nonchalant attitude concerning the Spirit of God, but over and over again, how we need this filling of the Holy Spirit. This command is in the plural, as if Paul was saying, let each and every one of you be filled with the Holy Spirit. On the other hand, the command means it is for every Christian. Some said, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a Sunday school teacher. I don't have a job in the church. It's for you, friend. You are to be filled with the Holy Spirit god intends god desires that every one of his children be filled with the holy spirit but there is a sense in which this also is a corporate command the church as the church needs to be filled with the holy spirit that is the filling of the spirit is not something for my personal edification the filling of the Spirit is not the same as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is not the same, my friend, as being sealed with the Holy Spirit. Every saved person has the baptism of the Holy Spirit because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, for by one Spirit are we all baptized. Into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Every believer is indwelt by the Holy Spirit from the moment of their conversion. Romans 8, 9 says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. You can't find no place in the Bible where it says, Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It comes automatically. When you get saved, you're placed by spiritual baptism into the body of Christ. Nor can you find any place, and the Bible says, Be ye sealed with the Holy Spirit. That also happens at conversion. Ephesians 1 13 says, In whom also ye trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Ephesians four thirty says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. 2 Corinthians 1, who hath also sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit. We're never commanded to be baptized by the Holy Spirit or to be sealed with the Holy Spirit. But we are commanded to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So this is not something that automatically happens every day of your life. It's something that must be sought after. It's something you got to meet the conditions for, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now I want you to listen to me. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is to live with every. Conscience area of your life, yielded to the Spirit's control. Don't we sing a song that says, yield unto the Holy Spirit and let him have his way in you. A Spirit-filled life will help us reach our fullest potential for God. Oh, the need of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Many Christian workers burn out serving for the Lord because they do not avail themselves to the power of God that he offers through the indwelling Holy Spirit. And so the subject of our text, the Spirit-filled life is vital for every Christian to understand and practice. The Christian life is not difficult. It's absolutely impossible without the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John 15, 5, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. Amen. He repeatedly promised, I'm going away, but I'm going to come again. Amen. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit as a divine helper. And we read about that in John, the 14th chapter, verses 16 through 17, where he said, I pray the Father, and he shall give you another Comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Verse number 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I've said unto you. So the Christian life must be a Spirit-filled life. Friend, this is why the Bible says, the letter killeth. Not only is there no life in it, but the letter killeth. But the Spirit giveth life. To walk wisely and redeem the time in these evil days, to understand the will of the Lord and live in the light of it, we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what the context of this passage of scripture is dealing with. To live wisely in the evil days, you must live continually under the control of the Holy Spirit. But how much control does the Holy Spirit really have over you? Amen. If you and I are going to experience the fullness of the Christian life, then we must learn how can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? Note the contrast of wine and the Spirit. This is the most basic point of the verse. There's a direct parallel or drawn between being drunken with wine and being filled with the Holy Spirit. What precisely is the point of the comparison between wine and the Holy Spirit? The issue is influence and control. If a person drinks enough wine, his mental process will be affected. His decision-making ability will be radically altered, almost always a negative result. What's this tell us? The Holy Spirit, when he fills us, we will be changed. It will make a difference. The filling of the Holy Spirit produces a change in our behavior. In the book of Acts, Once timid disciples became flaming evangelists for the Lord. Amen. Just as a person filled with wine is under the influence or the control of that wine, the person who's filled with the Holy Spirit is under the control of the Holy Spirit. What is the fullness of the Spirit? That means you're constantly and consistently walking a life that's yielded to the Holy Spirit so that the fruit of the Spirit is characterized in your life. Yes, friend, we need to have a desire that we want to experience all of the Spirit's fullness and power that He is pleased to give unto us. Some say, oh, once you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you won't be tempted anymore and you're not gonna have any." problems. Everything will be solved. No. If anybody in the Bible was filled with the Holy Ghost, it was the Apostle Paul and he had all kinds of difficulties up to the time of his death. And he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Friend, being filled with the Holy Ghost does not shortcut the need to discipline myself for the purpose of Godness. Being filled with God's Spirit will not produce instant maturity or deliver me from the difficult situations that require steadfast perseverance. Let me tell you, friend, people talk about getting filled with the Holy Ghost and they're walling around in the floor. The Spirit of God won't knock you powerless. It will give you power. The Spirit of God won't put you out of your mind. It'll put you in your right mind. The Spirit of God's not going to put you down on the floor walling around Uh, like you're having some kind of attack. Friend, it's going to lift you up, amen. It's going to give you power in your life to live different and be a light in this lost and dying world. Examples in the Bible, Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says in Luke chapter four and Acts chapter six, listen to what he said. The apostles, the early church was to select seven men of good report. What else? Full of the Holy Ghost. One of them was Stephen, a man full of faith, full of the Holy Ghost. They would, go out to, they would go out and look for people, look for some men. Here's what I want you to look for, men of good report and men that's full of the Holy Ghost. If everybody is full of the Holy Ghost, there'd be no reason to put that in there. But they were looking for men that was being led by the Holy Spirit. Later, in Acts, 1124 says, Bartimus is described as a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. So the phrase full of the Holy Spirit describes a person who habitually lives with every area of his life under the control of the Holy Spirit. He's not a self-willed man, but a spirit-controlled individual. And here's the way it works. As you grow in the Word, the Spirit reveals to you new areas that you need to surrender to His control. So, as you do this, your capacity for being filled with the Holy Spirit expands over time. Amen. See, when you first get saved, you surrender to God everything you know. But there's a lot you don't know. And there's probably still a lot we don't know. So as we sit under the gospel with a faithful pastor, as you have, greater understanding comes. And isn't it amazing how you can go in the service thinking you're doing fine till the man of God gets up in the pulpit and an area of your life that's not been surrendered to God is made known to you. You make a trip to the altar. You surrender that area to the Lord. Now he fills that place that he didn't have at one time. This is one of the factor, Amen. The difference between a church that's alive and a church that's dead. Both churches may have the same Bible. Both churches may sing out of the Eden Light songbook. Outwardly, they may look very much the same. But one's alive, the other's dead. What gives the life? The Holy Spirit gives the life. It makes the difference. We need the filling of the Holy Spirit, not simply for ourselves, but for the reformation and the revival of local churches everywhere. So the issue is control. Here's another definition, the filling of the Holy Spirit. It's what happens when the Holy Spirit has the controlling interest in your life. Go back to that contrast between wine and the spirit. Drunken and spirit-filled people have one thing in common. They are both controlled people. Their lives and their behavior is radically changed by that which fills them. Let me tell you something, this this is not complicated. If a man is filled with anger, what's that mean? Anger controls him. Have you ever met an individual, they were so angry you knew you had to watch them all the time cause you, you never know when they're just gonna flip out. What's that mean? Anger controls their life, they're filled with anger. A man that's filled with greed, you ever met anybody like that? That means greed dominates his life. A man that's filled with love, what's that mean? It means love influences. All that he does. If a man is filled with unforgiveness, it influences his life. Have you ever heard somebody say, he's just full of bitterness? What's that mean? Bitterness is influencing his life. Amen. If a man is filled with hate, I've been around people, they're full of hatred. spills over in their life. And when the Holy Spirit fills you, he's influencing you. He's controlling you. It's control by consent. Amen. Being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that I have more of the Holy Spirit than you do. It means the Holy Spirit has more of me. we got to give the Holy Spirit more of us. It doesn't happen all at once. A person don't get drunk all at once. He don't go into a bar and take one drink and oh, he just can't stand up, you know. No, he just keeps sipping and keeps drinking. And that's with us. Keep drinking at the fountain. Stay near the fountain where the glory of God is. The central issue is one of cooperation. I come to the place where I say, I'm going to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to let him lead me. I'm going to keep on trying to be led by the Holy Spirit, I'm gonna quit doing things my way. So many of us struggle precisely at this point. We fight the Lord because we wanna do things our way. I've done it before. God said, okay, you wanna do it your way? Go right ahead. But I'm gonna tell you ahead of time, it's not gonna work and it doesn't work. And we cry out to the Lord, He said, are you ready to do it my way? Yes, Lord. I'm ready to do it your way. That's when we cooperate with God. And when we cooperate with Him. And when we realize we can't do it within our own strength. We fail if we try to do it within our own strength, so we cry unto the Lord. Are you willing to cooperate with me? Yes, Lord. So finally, there's an issue of contact. See, most people think of the Spirit as a substance, fill a gas tank, fill it up. And then it goes empty and you fill the tank up again and it goes empty, but that's not the best image to use. I was in Chicago recently in revival. And I thought about this way, think about them trains, not only in Chicago, but in large cities, those trains run on three rails, two for the wheels, one for the electricity. The electricity is there 24 hours a day, but the train never moves unless that third rail is in contact with electricity. Touch the rail and the train moves. Pull away from the rail and the train stops. His power is always available. That third rail is like the Holy Spirit. The power is available. And unlike your local utility, there's never a power shortage. There's never a blackout. But sometimes, let's be honest, sometimes we live out of contact with this power. There's something hindering that third rail. Something comes between me and that third rail. And I can't move as God would have me to. I cannot go forward as God would have me to until whatever is obstructing that third realm, I get it removed. Here's my definition. Filled with the Holy Spirit, a state in which the Holy Spirit is free to do all that he came to do in my life. Let's let him do everything that he came to do. A lady said one time, and D.L. Moody heard her, the world is yet to see what God can do with a man that's fully yielded to the Holy Spirit. And D.L. Moody, as a young man, said, I'll be that man. I'll fully yield myself to the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank God for the Holy Spirit. It's nothing more than normal Christian experience when the Holy Spirit's in control. Being filled with the Holy Ghost is not an abnormal experience. It's what God intended for every one of us. We need to remember the Holy Spirit is a person. It's not a force to be filled with the Spirit. It's not a mechanical formula that you go through where you pull the Holy Spirit level and a bunch of goodies come pouring out no, it's a relationship with the triune God through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. This is why the command is in the present tense. We are to be continually controlled by the Holy Spirit, cooperating with the Holy Spirit, staying in contact with His power. Then, God moment by moment, He gives us strength, courage, boldness, victory, and the abundant life can you honestly say if not I challenge you to come before the throne open all the doors in your heart and life hand the spirit the keys and give him control words doesn't matter as much as the heart condition ask the holy spirit to fill you that you might live a life pleasing to god tell god lord i want to live in such a way I can bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I'm empty. I'm a vessel. I want you to fill me. Empower me that I can be the salt and the light of the world. Believe it, and in Jesus' name, it shall be done. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions please message us on facebook by searching living the good life show a big thank you to sister rachel fowler for all of her editing expertise until next time keep living the good life